This this is a key important. This is the main thing. With African spirituality, you are not an individual. So when you get into a in, into a relationship, it is not only you who's getting into a relationship. It's you and your ancestors. It's a relationship between clans. <laughs> so, that is why people, if we be we be they will always be told It's because you are never alone. This is the third episode of Umoya on African spirituality. I'm Atambile Masola. And I'm Melissa Tando Pongela. On this episode, we unpack the metaphysics of Ugujola. We're not just talking about going to church or doing yoga or meditation with your partner. We want to understand the spiritual implications of our intimate relationships. The questions about the metaphysics of Ugujola emerged from my own divorce. I had to think deeply about the spirituality of intimacy and more importantly, what did I need to learn from the previous relationship if I was going to heal and grow from the experience? It was while reading Sabonfu Somme's book, The Spirit of Intimacy, Ancient Teaching in the Ways of Relationships, that I had to reckon with the fact that everything they say about intimacy, in particular marriage, is true. This is an extension of our lives in spirit. Therefore, the divorce rates we read about or the reluctance people have towards marriage is a result of removing spirit from our lives. Without a spiritual framework in the most intimate parts of our lives, we cannot experience this part of our lives fully because we have removed it from the vast spiritual landscape it is a part of. Our conversation is with healers Vela Maseko and Mpoma Kanya. Vela is a clinical psychologist in Sangoma who integrates Western and African modalities of healing in her practice. And Mpo is a healer who facilitates conversations amongst young people asking questions about African spirituality. So, my intentions for this show, this episode is to unpack the spiritual implications of the intimate relationships that we have and to talk about the things that we take for granted and to unpack some of the things that people have a sense of but haven't been quite able to put a language to it because there's such a mystery around not so much intimacy in and of itself but there's a mystery about the implications of it so we know what it looks like but we don't sometimes always know about what it actually means at a metaphysical level. So that's my hope for the, the conversation. Mine is to understand what are we doing wrong when we enter relationships? What do we not know when we enter relationships? And, and, and why is love so much more distant than it could be? I met a nice girl, I met a nice guy, and I want to get close to them. And we get in and out of relationships, it becomes a loop, you end up feeling like or there's something wrong with you. Is there something else that we're missing? And I want to unpack what that thing is that we're missing. As contemporary Africans, um, living in the 21st century, who have access to knowledge systems that are thousands of years old. What can, what can we learn from our ancestors about how to relate, 
about how to love, about how to be in love. Yeah. So our first question that we always ask is, tell us about your name. And in your case, it's probably tell us about your names. So we'll start with you, Sisvela. Um, okay. I, my name is Uvela, uh, spelled V-E-L-A. But Gate was changed to V-E-L-L-A by Amanda Messerman, the home affairs many years ago, who happens to be African guys. <laughs> yeah, but um, what it means is Vela, Bonagala, you know. Um, I, I, was, I was long awaited because <clears throat> date of birth yeah, was long overdue, so I took my time. <laughs> um, but I was first called Nontigelelo and it was changed. <clears throat> I would like to believe what if they then realized or maybe the ancestors spoke about the name because I'm told it was changed after a few weeks. Mm. So I was named U- Uvela. Um, I've got many names now. I then found out Ugoti. I am also Uputuni um, from I'm is, is um, also I also learned Ugoti Unguzebere Dia and then so all these names they define who I am. Mm. You know. because uh, Uzebedia I later learned a few years ago actually Uguti it means a prophet or something. In what language? It's Sean. Mm. And Putuni? Is is it? I don't know what it means. Mm. I don't know what it means. Yes. Um, yeah. Those are my names. Is that all you want to know? Just yes. names. Yeah. Go. Keep yeah. going. There's more. Oh, okay. I I thought maybe we also answering. Good. How did I get here? Okay. That's, That's the part two. That's the next part. Yeah. Okay. Um. I was born in Pomakanya, and I came from Lubungoma, Pomakanya, Gute. So, I don't know what's the story behind Umpo, except to say um, I'm the second born child and my brother Umbu is in. So, mom is Zwana, dad is Zulu. So, I understand the politics was that you can't have both kids named mm-hmm. after the Zulu people. <laughs> so, I, I became Umpo. But Umakanyagute then becomes the name after being born again. Born again, African, you know? <laughs> I like that. that. <laughs> yeah, after being born like again, that. and then you know, you go into trance, and mm-hmm. as you align yourself with your higher purpose, there's a name connected to the new, call it new soul that is born mm-hmm. and that is reborn, and the new path that the soul is meant to now begin to walk. So, yeah, Makanya Gute became the name. And then I discovered Uguti the Makanyagut is also well I'm a I'm a reincarnate of a healer that used to stay in Mshabe, what is now called Mshabia Lingan in, in KZN. And yeah, I have reincarnated in Pretoria Sushangove. Mm. 
here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, this question is usually followed by, um, what is your current spiritual practice and how did you arrive at it? And in your cases, obviously that, that, that root also means natwasa. Mm. Um, so can you, can you tell us the stories of how you arrived at where you are? Mm-hmm. And what that, what, where, you, where are you? Mm. The journey. Yeah, the journey. Mm. Um, currently, I am a healer, practicing healer, and I'm also a clinical psychologist. I practice in Midrand as well as a Vista, which is a psychiatric clinic. Um, my, my journey to get here has been Oh, it was a very long journey. I, I, I know that it's a journey that I traveled from the day I was born in this lifetime. Because when I look back, there are signs or oh, a lot of experiences that um, in retrospect, I realized that I've always known that I was a healer. Mm. You know? But being born in a Christian family, so, e, traditional uh, issues, traditional religion, it's something that you don't practice. So, I know we were told to go to if and you must avoid them. But other than that, I always had this fear every time I saw umdolikha, and my fear was always about was I feel like something's going to happen to me if I come close to this person, you know, and and yeah, I've always known what it's as if something will happen, and when it comes to um, being intuitive, I've been ve- always been very intuitive. And if I have a thought, and a different kind of a thought, and I would know what if I think this way, or if I think in this voice, in this tone, if I sense this, I know it will definitely happen. You know. So yeah, then we move, we move from Mabobane to Eastern Cape, Eastern Cape. This is when I, uh, it became clear because I was able to see things that other people were not, could not see with their naked eye. But the minute I say, look, Nancy into Till and other people will then see it. So growing up there, for, we stayed there for about four years. So my aunt, my paternal aunt used to say, hey, a lot of people used to say that. I tend to ask, questions that other children don't don't ever ask you know and i enjoy talking to adults more than more than children and now i know uguti there in the eastern cape i saw the ancestors with my naked eye again as a female but even when i saw them then i went into the house and i told my aunt she didn't say anything. That is the thing with Ama adults. Even though, even when they know who you are, when they can see, Ogoti, you are a healer, there was this resistance to groom you, to accept the fact that you are a healer, you know, because this is something that they've decided to, to run away from. Mm. So my aunt, instead on that day, was, you know, 
Because then this bonnie is really Z5 is the amber ninja. Hmm. at what? Um, I was doing standard, standard five, which is like grade seven, seven now. So 13, I must have been 13. 12, 13. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know? And yeah, and a whole lot of things. And people used to joke about, would say, I used to say, decide when I do things. Like I'd, I'd be working, slamming apparently. You know, man, they were rough men. We'd be cooking, age 12, you're cooking outside, and, and I'm scared. And, and the next thing, in in go, it's already here, and I. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so there were scary there were scary experiences on. But again, come back to Sushanguve, Uma Utada says, come back, Bandonabam, Yak Tandazela, at Sobi Pinto Clupe Lento. So whatever it is, it's called Lento, Sobi Pinto Clupe. So chapter close, and then I'm fine. Then I grow up, go to school. There's always a prayer. But you are never told You know? So a suppression of of the spirit. You know? It it, it was effectively done. Mm. And I only know those things in retrospect. To time and what were they doing there? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, Baba yes. I'm glad. I'm happy they did. Because let's say when I started to remember who I was, when my my spirit started to rise, it was I was I was much older. Mm. I was a woman. I had two children at the time. I I was doing my internship in clinical psychology. And I guess maybe this is why your family was supportive. Yeah. Then, when you did have to toss it. No, they didn't. They were they not supportive. supportive. No, they weren't supportive. Not oh. even then. Yeah. So, um, but it helped, me, and I needed to know who I am. If you think about the fact that then I was rejected, because as a child I wouldn't have known how to deal with mm. the, with the challenges that 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 I came across. You know. So the journey again was not easy because it was Malvoga. The year was two thousand and five. And then, then I started the initiation, and the whole process took seven years. Because then I was a guni, was a was a prophet, was a you know. And what this means is that you have all those lineages in your healing practice. In my healing practice, yes, that's what it means. Mm. In your being, mm. you know. Okay. And so how does your relationship with the clinical psychology merge with mm. that? It's, 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 it's easy. It's, it's, they all come from the same source. And perhaps I, some people say I'm different. I will practice differently as a clinical psychologist. I think it's a space that we can all tap into. We just need to some. Uh, a specific spiritual practices perhaps to get to that point. And how it was a God's voice because then I started in my master's in clinical psychology first year. 
and I was in therapy, which then opens up your subconscious. So I could never deny it. Mm. You know? So there's a link there. The process, your therapy can open your subconscious. And, and the process, it's meant to open it up. Because then when I started during therapy, then I started remembering a lot of things. I started remembering stuff that happened when I was two years old and younger. Mm-hmm. And this is before I went to Ugyotwas. Then I went to, through EEE, a transformation workshop conducted by Dr. Baruch Banai. And in that process, this is where I found out that I'm a healer. Because then it was love in that space. And so right from the beginning, the two processes were, were, were integrated. Yeah, mm. They were integrated. So it's not difficult to, to, to use the two. On, on Friday, I was a clinical psychologist this past Sunday. After two, three months of not seeing, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a client, Zendumbe, and someone came on Sunday. So to make that transition from one side to, to the other, it's, it's not difficult. Mm. And perhaps what makes me different then as a clinical psychologist, to I can process what a very sick patient is presenting with. I don't know if it makes sense. Mm, I, 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 can, I, can I ask a very basic kind of maybe mm. ignorant question? So are you able to see a patient from both perspectives. So mm. if I were to walk in and the patient yako mm. at a vista, mm. from both perspectives and how does how does that work? Yeah. I can. But I make a I make a conscious decision when I'm in the space um, where I'm a clinical psychologist not to go deeper, not to look with the other senses, to use my mind a lot. Whereas Mang Sentumben, I don't use my mind. Mm. I transcend the physical. This is what we do. So you go deeper. I transcend the physical realm. I go into the spiritual realm. And this is how I see. And this is how I will know what you're thinking. This is how I will know what, what brings you here. But when I'm in the clinical practice, clinical psychology practice, then I do not transcend into the spiritual realm. I sit there. Yeah. However, that does not change who I am. Mm. I might see some images that give me hints and, and I might think of something. And before I ask a question, then the patient talks about exactly what the image that I saw, which is something that, that exists in, 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 in clinical psychology. It is known. It is a well-known concept. This is how a patient and a psychologist communicate, mm. you know. So it is there, but must figure was the scene too. It is much, much deeper and it's beautiful. Mm. It is. Mm. So there's, a, there's something that, that, that the um, Western psychology can learn mm. from, from the African wisdom and how we do our therapy. There's a lot that they can learn. Yeah. And, and again, when it's, it's the, another difference is the naming of things, you know. 
at sometimes what we see as a normal way of being, they tend to pathologize mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And we're saying this is normal. Mm-hmm. This is this a, a process that every individual should go through. We should be able to see Ulele. You know, you should be. Mm-hmm. You should know. You should be able to see where you're going. So you are supposed to have insight as an adult. But on the other side, once you start saying, yeah, you know, I thought I dreamt about this. And sometimes your experiences, in fact, not sometimes, most of the time, people's experiences are pathologized. Mm-hmm. And and I truly believe it. I'm looking forward to the day where uh, e, 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 psychology will be decolonized. See as I have. But too long. Where am I now? Um, I took a long walk to get to where I am, where I embrace uh, or value the importance of practice when it comes to spirituality. I'm at a place where I understand that when it comes to spirituality, input is equals to output. And that is expressed through the principles that we find um, in the institution of Bungom or in the spirituality of Bungom. The deeper my initiation went, um, deeper as in I calculated from day one to to the last day, I realized that Ubungoma is a pure scientific formula. And I realized that there's nothing that we do there that does not have a rational explanation or a logical explanation as to why it happens. I realized that most things were not being explained to me or maybe to the everyday person because to explain it is to almost to say to demean it or mm. to make it lose its its power to a, to a certain degree. Like Umama is saying, Goti, if I were to tell you Utubungoma is a scientific expression or mm. scientific formula or scientific experience, um, then it would have to go through a process of being scrutinized. And mm. in the process, we might hurt it. So there's nothing wrong with, with definitely looking at it and you know exploring that aspect or its nature as, as a scientific experience. Um, but obviously, if, if our... Um, you know, the, the pair of glasses that we're going to put on as we scrutinize it are obviously Western, then we, we are bound to mess it up. Mm. Mm. So that's where I am, where I value logic, I value principle and reason. You can't say to me, Mangenze Lento, because an ancestor says so. It has to be attached to a principle, and it has to make sense. Mm. Um, and for me to get here, obviously, I also have a Christian background, where I grew up in church, and church is purely dogmatic, where we are supposed to mainly believe in people's experiences over ours. And Bungoma, it's not like that. You won't survive if you're going to rely on other people's experiences. You have to walk the path yourself. Mm. So 
Ubungoma then created a new interest in science. I've never taken interest in metaphysics before while I was a Christian. Had never taken interest in um, quantum physics. Uh, but Ubungoma opened me up to that. And so that's where I am now, um, expressing spirit as a scientific formula, um, as a practical thing, you know. Um, and so I try to balance between principle and action because they go together. It's not in. It's not enough to say that you believe in God. It it has to be attached to certain daily practices, um, how you carry yourself, the food you eat, the kind of water you drink, um, because you understand that there are certain foods that possess energy that help the cell uh, regenerate itself, so that the cell can heal the body. You see where it's going now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it begins to include biology there. Mm-hmm. So that's what has that's what uh, Obongoma has done for me, and that's where I am now. That I'm, I'm embracing the collectivity of the all. You mm-hmm. know, um, the, the ecosystem is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So three principles: interdependent, interrelatedness, interconnectedness of the whole. Um, Obongoma gave me that, and yeah. But I think you know, in conclusion. For me, the greatest thing is Ubungoma healing the guilt microchip that was inserted by dogma. That, you know, when you do one thing and it's wrong and, you know, God is going to spank you. And, <laughs> you know, that that keeps you at a very narrow understanding of, of, of existence. Mm. And, and Ubungoma has done that. It has healed that guilt microchip and you, you are able then to experience life at a much wider spectrum. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to ask a bit of a naughty question. Mm, go for it. It's not <laughs> naughty, but it's just, it just came up, so I'm just mm. going to say it. Mm. If someone's listening to this from Australia or Iceland or Uganda, and they keep hearing us talk about Ubungoma, Ubungoma how does one sign up for Ubungoma in their own life without going through Utuasa? Is that a, is that a fair question? That mm. is a fair question in the light of mm. evolution mm. And, and progress, mm. you know. Um, one of my biggest things is to be able to give Ubungoma to everyday people mm. so that an everyday person can wake up in the morning, mm. sit for 15 minutes and ask themselves, one, Mpupeni, you know, mm. what, what, what was my mm. dream about? Mm. What did I... And if they don't remember, they need to say, okay, how do I fix the mm. fact that I forget mm. my dreams? That's the first thing. The second thing is I'm going to be quiet and give thanks for life and not say anything, but just in your heart have the ability to generate a spirit of joy and thanksgiving um, and just to say, you know, to existence, to God, to ancestors, to angels, I give thanks for life. And then in your final five minutes, you say that, you know, I, I enter this day or I enter this week with awareness um, mm. in order for me to become a vessel of, of light, of peace, mm. um, without so much focusing on self-judgment and being perfect, mm. but to occupy my spaces with an awareness that life is a blessing and I'm here to serve. It has little to do with perfection, but with um, fully being present, you know, with humility and a spirit 
to, to serve. Mm. And, and I'd like to do that for people. So for me, that is then the, the basic template of mm. Ubongoma when you wake up in the morning mm. to, to acknowledge the self, mm. to acknowledge others, to acknowledge your entourage, that's your ancestors, to acknowledge the creator. And then, shoop, you jump into the shower. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. You know, you, 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 these are the spiritual practices I was talking about. Because the more you practice them, they create awareness in you about who you are. And then we were able to hear the message, right, from, from your ancestors, from Uba in line. You know, with the with the entire universe, and I think this is what we're missing mm. as as people. But mm. normally um, the term itself is used in a very narrow sense, mm. referring to someone who is a healer. Mm. Mm. I think you know, this is what I wanted the understanding. Yes, of. Yeah. yes. Be- perhaps simply because a person who is a healer is that person who has proven uguti. Who, who aligned in that sense, and this person is used by the by by the ancestors ne? as a as a medium as a vessel. But I truly believe we all can achieve a certain level of of that awareness. I think it is in us, all of us. It's a normal way of being in the world. there's a depth and an understanding of yourselves in the world and your role and your purpose in the world. And one of the parts, somehow we, we struggle talking about are the, the very basic parts of our humanity. So relationships, intimacy, sexuality. Mm-hmm. So that's the ground that we want to cover today. Okay. Um, and how that relates to African spirituality. So it seemed mm-hmm. as the, the part, I mean, you talk about Indaba, my children, and people see you reading that and they think, mm-hmm you're going crazy as though there was nothing, as though we had never had a worldview about what family yeah. should look like, as though we never had a worldview about what intimacy looks like. So those are, that's one part of what we want to talk about. And then we want to talk about the metaphysics of sex because we think of sex as just a purely physical act, which I don't know where we got that mm. message from. Sex in the city. <laughs> sex in the city, actually. actually. Yeah, so the metaphysics of sex. Yes. Um, yeah. As though physically you can't tell that there's a metaphysical thing happening yeah. here, but somehow, okay, we ignore it. Mm. And then we can't talk about intimacy and sex without talking about sexual violence in South Africa mm. and what it's done to the most intimate parts of our lives mm. and more the question of healing. And how we talk about that when we want to talk about this beautiful experience mm. and these other spin-offs of intimate relationships and family. Mm. So, yeah, so that's just kind of mapping out where we're kind of going. But we're also going to go via where your work leads you and how your work informs some of that. Mm. Okay. Um, so we're going to be straddling, like, I guess, the, the personal and the work stuff, <laughs> if that's okay. And obviously yes. you share based on where the spirit leads in a sense I'm not, yeah, the podcast is called Umoya so <laughs> kind of just go where the spirit leads yeah, yeah. yeah. so in, in kind of just getting into this what's there are many schools of thought about what relationships the purpose of relationships mm-hmm. in our lives are the purpose of intimacy in our lives the purpose of family um, and there are many worldviews and perspectives and I'm just curious about what are your perspectives 
in relation to it could be in relation to your personal life if you've got any anecdotes as well as your your work the work of healing mm. and what's the what's the connection between those two things um of relationships mm. yeah, so relationships intimacy relationships? so what's your what's your philosophy mm. you know um, so because i grew up in south africa um my first impression of relationship was violence where two people come together to trap each other and after we trap each other then we're going to hurt each other mm-hmm. and one is going to walk out um, the one doesn't walk out and the one is going to die and so I, I I just I didn't like relationships you know? and so I grew up and then realized there was a, you know people tell you you're good looking Okay, so this person is trying to relate with me. Even if it's not a relationship, mm. you know, it's your law or anything. But this person wants to have a conversation with me based on the fact that there's something attractive that they see. Mm. And then I started becoming defensive because I knew that this thing, someone has to get hurt at some point. Mm. The violence needs, needs to be part of the, uh, of the template. Um, so as a result, I've always, I've, I love people and I always love people. My dad was very bubbly, dad used to help people. But there was just always this part of me that says, you don't become close to people because people are going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's, what, that's one of the reasons why what initiation did for me, it is to reintroduce me to relationships. Um, and of course, there's, there's that, you know, uh, Western understanding of relationships where we are taught to white people are uh, cool on, in public but we need to be fight. And I was like, I Sabin's in my relationships. You know? mm-hmm. So rela- uh, my initiation reintroduced me to, to relationships because once, as I was you know, giving that example to say, one day I just woke up and I, was, I just got emotional as I cried mm-hmm. when I encountered myself. And I realized that in me shutting out the world and shutting out people, I was also um, you know, creating a gap mm-hmm. between myself and relating with myself. Mm-hmm. And probably 80% of my understanding of self was based on fear and rejection. I was rejecting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my initiation also initiated me into what it means to, to have a relationship with mm-hmm. self and, and, and with others. Um, then it became castles in the air, far-fetched. Ooh, you can be with someone, respect each other, love each other, and it's I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And then you start seeing people who make it work, mm. um, and then it becomes uh, a shift for you. So for me, I have no other definition or explanation, um, except for the one that my initiation gave me to say. Mm relationships are a space for people to one get to know each other you know you, mm. you discover yourself through this relationship and you help the other person discover themselves secondly it is a space for healing mm. thirdly it is a space um, that we create for us to be able to become better mm. you know what other people call evolution or spiritual growth for mm. me it's those three things yeah um, and of course process that is facilitated by money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, uh, uh.
This is Umoya on African Spirituality, and we continue our conversation with our guests. So I want to come back to, I mean, we are going to come back to this, the tension between healing and violence. Yes. Because I think more often than not, I mean, people can give, we can talk about the statistics of intimate partner violence. Mm juxtaposed with this thing that can be healing and yeah. that does provide healing if done with the, the right yeah I, I want to come back to that but do you want to add anything um so we're talking about relationships and sex mm. as, uh, at the same time and mm. and and um as umpo was speaking i really i remember what yes the early impression of of, of his sex it's 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 violence mm. oh. you know Mm-hmm. This is what we grew up seeing. And you know, and, and even during school trips and stuff. And this is what <clears throat> creates impression in your head. Good, actually, a relationship between a man and a woman is very violent. Um, but for me, and I think that was lucky. I was lucky in that sense because I I grew up in a family where Umama and Dada were very close. And as a child, you see them as a couple and you know you can't get between these two people. Mm. You know, and whatever they did, they did together. You know? So you come home, you see your mom and dad, Guso, and you look at your brother and, 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 and his wife and it's very violent then outside again. So I had this thing good the younger generation's relationships were very violent and, and, and aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe part of this conversation is like how do we imagine or reimagine that space? Mm-hmm. Right? Because now the norm seems to be that it's a space for violence. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and trauma and, and pain. trauma and pain and, and wounding. And so, where do we look for what this thing can look like? Mm-hmm. Do we look in the past or do we reimagine it? Hey, I, th- I think we look in the past, eh? Because mm-hmm. um, if you look at at the family structure, um, and I, and I, know I was blessed in that sense because then, at the age of ten, we were taken to Eastern Cape, and this is where I. For the first time, I got to know what actually, I've, if family am is much bigger than the family that I know as a bit older, which is my mom, my dad, my sisters, and, and, and brothers. And and then even in language. So I would say, Uso and so is my relative, and they'd be quick to correct me. I'm your relative, your family. Mm-hmm. You know? And they would explain to me what to do. So we are one big family, like a family I was called villages and one is the scholar next door and that sense of belonging to a bigger community. Uh-huh. You know? Um it was beautiful. And knowing what if you're working a stratum, you are not meeting with strangers who any other and we are okay, you know. So for for we still have that mm. in villages. But I think we need to to do what? People should not lose it. Because people I've noticed even with my family, those who later moved to a a a, a, a 
we are not as close as we used to be there, mm. where we ate from the same big bowl mm. as children. One bag of and then you share this meal together. Now we're here in Johannesburg, so we're losing it. So, so how does yeah? I mean, how 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 does the this community setting mm-hmm. where and you are part of something bigger start at the relationship level, like at the boyfriend and girlfriend? Like mm-hmm. at which point do you do you realize? But actually, this is something bigger. When do you invite the spirit? Does you know? How should you be you because know, approaching Because, yeah, <coughs> right? And, yeah, it's like, where, yeah, where does the spirit begin and end? Mm. In, in all process. of that. In in Beleg, when we were introduced into a family structure through spirituality and that whole narrative. You, you yeah. see, even then, then you understand what your family does not end with these people mm-hmm. who are alive. Because mm-hmm. then when you in Beleg, introduce my ancestors. So your understanding of a family, your family structure goes beyond the living relatives that mm. you have. So then you know, then they take you to a grave site and they show you, you know. So the question of how do we, interestingly, and I think this is a beautiful phenomenon, we see more and more young people wanting to learn more about African spirituality. And that's a beautiful thing. So we need to nurture it. You know, um, and instill certain values because in the bias sex was never in the What is sex? We'll get, we'll get to the, the question. Yes. So mm. it, it, it was never about that. And, and relationships were never intended to be, to, to be violent, to, to be aggressive, you know. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I truly believe what they can still be healed. And, and, and I think perhaps the answer that we have is integrating the indigenous knowledge systems with the Western one. Because we can't say it's a real you know. Mm. That's what we yeah, yeah. we just need to integrate it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so maybe let me try and ask this in, a, in another way. So understanding that the, rati- the rationale that our ancestors created around relationships was so that the family unit, Mm -hmm. this extended family unit could Mm -hmm. exist Mm -hmm. instead of a nuclear family unit, which is what we have today in the modern era. Mm. Let's say now I want to reconnect with that. How do I enter a relationship? What should I invite into my life in terms of how I understand relationships in order to, did you okay in funia pa so that ibe angelendo? Because at the moment we're just in relationships alone. Jajol and Jay. And, and so, I mean, it's not our fault. We grew up kind of, there was interjections and interventions from mm-hmm. other cultures and you read Cosmo mm-hmm. and you watch Sex in the City and mm-hmm. you have boyfriends and or girlfriends and you, you kind of, there's no education really yeah. around how to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that the question I, I want to ask or get at is how do we look at relationships from another perspective so that we don't feel like we're stranded a lot like Mm. i feel like i'm stranded in this and i think many people do Mm. you 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 go from one relationship to another and it's kind of like what Mm. is the meaning of this is there another way that our ancestors have done this and if there is how do we bring that into the 21st century so that we enter consciously Mm. knowing that um it's something for healing i didn't know that i thought because 
married. And it's what's expected of you. And you're going to get and married. And you must have a boyfriend. And, must have a boyfriend. <laughs> and he must be romantic. Mm. He must do nice things for you. He must buy you flowers. Mm. He must take you on holiday. And kind of this very surface level understanding of mm. relationships. Mm. So what's, what's actually behind all of, all of that? To answer your question on where do we, you know, how do we begin to create uh, new relationships? I think we need to go back to a point where we say uh, spirituality is not a Sunday thing because mm. Western culture and church taught us that spirituality is about Sunday. And then from Monday to Saturday, yeah. then we can do yeah, whatever you want. But for us as mm. African people, spirit is every day. Mm. It's, it's a moment to moment thing. Mm. For me, it starts there. Secondly, it starts at saying what makes me happy, what fulfills me. Mm. And I need to find someone that complements my values. That when I come into a space with you, I don't lose myself. But mm. I feel, one, there's that complementary energy. Two, there's balance. Mm. Three, this thing enhances who I am. Mm. Now, at this level, we have not spoken about who your ancestors are. Yeah. We have not spoken about, do you believe in God or not? We have not spoken about, okay, at least you do ask someone's mm. name so that you don't find yourself dating your cousin. <laughs> but besides that, we, we are feeling, I call it feeling each other out. Yes. You know? yeah. um, do we, just by just being in each other's presence, do we, do we click, you see? Mm. And for me, that's spirit, that's energy. Mm. Um, the way that someone holds your hands mm. and sh- you're like, ah, Allah, there's magic. <laughs> that's, you know, for me, that's spirit. Yeah. You understand? Yes, it is. And then by the time we sit down to us, so where, you, where are you from? We have already done so much spirituality mm. Mm. Um, without working hard, without mm. saying much. And then this is where we say, okay, where are you from? And this is when we get deep in adult. Mm. Um, and that process, we don't deny the fact that, for example, as a guy, I get attracted by how someone looks on the outside, right? Mm. And the reason we sit down is because the lady wants to find something of value emotionally for her Mm. to be attracted to me, isn't it? So once we start sitting and talking, um, you know, we have felt each other out, we have seen Uguti, that process must not be interrupted by sex. Mm. Okay? It's not time for sex. Mm. For us to go out for drinks and please get this poor lady home safe mm. now that she's tipsy. It's not mm. time for sex because yeah. then sex is another chapter. Okay. Mm. And then during the time, we need to ask the right questions. Hopefully we are honest with each other. Mm. What fulfills you? So we sit down like, what do you do? Mm. Yeah. You know, it puts people under pressure to be, to, you know, to paint pictures that are not yeah. there. You know, you simply ask questions that matter. What makes you happy? Mm. Um, if it is important to you to want to know where I will be in five years, ask that on a date. Mm. Where do you see yourself in five years? If it doesn't matter for you, don't ask it. Mm. Meaning, don't ask something that that is irrelevant. Because yeah. I feel like we go on dates to to make impressions. Mm. Yes. You ask questions that have nothing to do with what you. I mean, you know, some people go. You you know, you just want to have sex with this person, but you get mm. there, you you get deep, and you ask. <laughs> For me, that's not spirituality. That's mm. just performing. Mm. Spirituality is like, bed, I want to be in a relationship, but I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of getting hurt. Mm. Conversation comes from that. Mm. Healing comes from that. Mm. We've been speaking for two hours. We're not even dating. We haven't kissed. We haven't had sex. But that space has mm. got so much meaning. Deeply, yeah. You understand? Mm. For me, that's what spiritual uh, spirituality and relationship is about. It's about appearing in the moment 
authentically. Mm. I want to read something because you're touching onto something <coughs> that um, Sobonfu Somme writes about in the spirit of intimacy. Um, she says there is a spiritual dimension to every relationship, no matter what its origins, whether it is acknowledged as spiritual or not. Two people come together because spirit wants them together. Mm. What is important now is to look at the relationship as spirit-driven instead of driven by the individual. Wow. Mm. It's exactly like... Yeah. And for her, that's an ancient practice yes. that's been passed down mm. over time. Mm. Um, and I like the, the kind of the ease with which you're talking about. It's like, mm. so mm. we go to the sex and the other stuff. Yeah. Before you've just done the preliminary stuff, that's the healing which then allows you to show up yes. in the sex part, in mm. the physical intimacy part. Um, so yeah, that really makes mm. me think about like, yeah. when did we complicate this though? But, but you see, as I'm sharing, for me, that's how I got to define my definition of sex. Mm. I mean, a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you well, now you have to tell us your definition yes. of sex. Now later. you're going to have to get this. <laughs> but... So, so when I get into a space with someone, yeah. for me, that's, that matters. Mm. I need to see whether this person has a capacity to be a healer. Mm. And being a healer is not about being initiated. Mm. Can you listen? Yeah. And after I've spoken, can you show me that you've been listening? Mm. That's what you're looking for. Mm. Uh, and when I see what you don't have a quality of listening, then I know mm. this relationship won't work. Yeah. You understand? Simple as that. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's more like understanding the self, what works for you, what fulfills you, yes. what comes first before you, mm -hmm. uh, before what. And, yes. Yeah. Even if it's utandi mali, please put it number one so that I yeah. know. You understand? Yes. yes. Yeah. For me, that's what spirituality is about: mm -hmm. to appear authentically. Mm -hmm. Can I share an anecdote about something that happened today? Yeah. Mm. So today I went. For I accompanied a friend of mine who went for a consultation with a healer. And she's a young woman, similar to me, like she's in her early 30s. And she was kind of embarrassed at first to ask this question mm. to the healer, but she's kind of like, you know, what's happening with me and relationships? Like, I seem to get into relationships and they don't work and they don't mm. last. And I mm. feel like now I'm taking it personally, mm. like in Nesquito mm. or there's mm. something. And a lot of people are going through that. Mm. Young women and yes. young men, That's where true. you get into relationships where you're like, hey, or something, yeah. there's something that is like a curse on me or whatever. And um, the healer said to her um, in the reading, these two grandfathers have been with her for a long time and they will always be with her. And they are playing a role in this kind of blockage between mm. her and the relationship. And she kind of was like, are they jealous? And he was like, in a way, they're kind of jealous. Mm. And he explained to her that in order for her to, she needs to have a deeper understanding of herself first yes. before she gets into a relationship. Yeah. So these old men mm. are like, first you need to get to know us. Wow. By getting to know us, you, you know, know yourself. yourself. Wow. Yes. So that when you are ready to be in a relationship, you are entering the relationship with a level of self-knowledge that then puts mm. you on your purpose and your path. Yes. Not going from this to the, which is what a lot of us do. Mm. Um, and I just thought that is such a profound, mm. important way to understand yeah. how the spirit, the ancestral, the numinous plays a role in the mm. everyday, mm. Yes. which then also empowers you as the individual to say, yeah. oh, okay, 
let me first do this project mm. of self-knowledge where I go and research mm. who are my ancestors, who are my people, so that this was Azba, I'm the best, not just anything that comes. But but again, when when this 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 is a key important. This is the main thing. say with African spirituality, you are not an individual. So when you get into a in, into a relationship, it is not only you who's getting into a relationship. It's you and your ancestors. It's a relationship between clans. They will always be told It's because you are never alone. You know? And they will say, It was mm-hmm. and, and remember, it's not only the don't cool you know. It is also your higher self. So your higher self, you're connected with your biological ancestors and your higher self and the whole team. Mm. Says no. There's a whole and ecosystem. There's a whole ecosystem. There's a team, people. There's a team. There's a team. You know? So your soul will will take you to someone who will help you grow in a way because this is what your soul needs and that is why you'll get into this relationship because we're not we begin physical attraction or wealth or what this person is educated and this is your mind choosing you're choosing a partner based on that you're not listening to mm-hmm. what your soul wants mm-hmm. and it also happens sometimes a couple will get divorced and you'll get married and the relationship is difficult and and but you are shame this is for life <laughs> yeah yeah so so your spirit has met its partner mm-hmm. And there is something that you need to learn in this relationship so that you can grow. So the friction is caused. It's your process of growth. Mm. But it's enough when it's difficult to want to leave. That's true. But let's talk more about marriage, though. Because mm. there's, like, the general narrative of black South Africans are not getting married. Really? Yeah. Well, people are doubting, you know. They or, so you compare the, the, the numbers compared to Muslim people, young people, mm. compared to white people, and you look at those numbers. So, so I'll paint a picture. Mm. So there's the numbers of who's getting married, mm. right? Mm. Then there's the numbers of who's getting divorced. Mm. Mm. Then there's the numbers of who are the people who are having children. Mm. So out of family. And I don't want, I don't yeah. mean that in the conservative sense, yes, but out yeah. of the holding space, mm. right? Mm. So what does that tell us about what's happening when we look at that picture? Um, and what does that tell us about and where we reimagine and go to the past and mm. I think it comes from the fact that we, we have lost ourselves mm. you know it's, it's, it, that's, that's, for me that's the saddest thing as, as, as black people we have lost ourselves so much when you are confronted with yourself like you being called to become a healer, you become so scared and you, you reject yourself and you run away. It starts from there. You being called to be a healer? Or is that an example? 
Hmm? Are you being called to be a healer? Or no, 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 no. There's an example. You. There's ah. an example. You, especially <laughs> the generic you. Know, you. <laughs> generally, we all, all of us, we run. Sure. And, 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 and so there's a, we reject ourselves. Mm. So if you are not complete, how are you going to get into a relationship mm. with the, the other person? Because mm. you don't know yourself. You don't even know what one. Umbo was talking about. You should know who you are, which is something that you got to know it during your initiation. Mm-hmm. And you are lucky because it happened in your 20s. Mm. And then hey, you will know. I can still find a wife. Yeah, and yes, you can. Because so, then you know your values, you know your principles, you know what is important for yeah. you. It's a spirituality. If someone is, is alienated from herself, so that person is going to cause you pain. That's true. You know? That's mm. true. So, so perhaps that is why people are not getting married because we we so we alienated we from ourselves. Yeah, mm. and also I mean because of of what we started with, with the, we, when you see marriage as a negative, when you mm. see violence, violence in it, when mm. you see pain, when you, you see it, when it's a site of trauma and pain, mm. you don't understand it. You want to distance yourself from it, mm. um, and I think it, it just comes from ignorance. If we if there's a different yeah. picture of what is the rationale behind how this marriage has been designed. For hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of years, and at a mis- metaphysical you, level, exactly on mm. a metaphysical level. When you start to understand that when I'm in a relationship, it's not just for me and my boyfriend or yes. my husband for us to romance each other. And it's, not, it's not about me and him. Yeah, it's actually no. there's a bigger purpose. Then, then I think people will have a different relationship to this mm. idea of marriage. I mean, my parents yes. told me and my siblings, um, and they were married for a long time and they were deeply in love and it was wonderful to, mm. to, to be brought up in a household where there was a lot of love. Mm. Both of them said to me, to, to us, um, we should have contractual marriages. We should have limited like five-year marriages so that we allow for all the time for the change that happens to each individual mm-hmm. and we don't feel locked into this thing, which is kind of a contradiction because my, my parents are very traditionalist. Mm. They, are, they are very deep Mm. believers and practices of anything to do with Isintu. Mm. Yes. And so I wonder where this came from, with, mm. where this idea of you don't have to lock yourself into this thing, it's not the most important thing. Mm. Um, but I think it came because it was con- it was contractual in that sense yeah. of we you know, in the case where when a marriage does fall apart. So there were ways in mm. which there was a fluidity yeah, with it because fluid. people were, they had built their relationship. Yes. And so come um cause and I'm um cause and then ten um danam you do mad on impate gag. And so exactly so you you know and when this doesn't work out, people can say I guess I'm gonna wait because besides for millennial oak no so it's it's always been a contract. It's always been like that. It's just that no a science lobola as yes by indoni two three days but it's mm. actually a lifelong thing of building mm. between the two families and so we don't want to do the yeah. work actually we don't want to do the work of building yes because I've been thinking about I mean in, in this course and I don't know about other languages mm. there's the word ukchata umendo and I wrote it down umchato umendo I forgot the third one but umendo ukwanda umzi Mm. And so all those three chat sounds like the day, you know, yeah. the mm. So it's mm. the event. It's, it's an event, yeah. Umendo, we andisa. What do you do? You stretch. Mm. Expand. And expand. Mm. Expand. And then what was did I say the third one was? Umzi. Umzi. 
pants and people will tell them that pants are long. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know. Yes. And the pride that comes from that pants are long. But what was funny? And I went complex. Is it so far away? It says red. So how is this duplex? It's duplex, guys. And as it came in, we was going to see Lapa. We've done nothing. So we've done no work. As yeah, all we've done. As all we've done. As far as the language, yeah, Kaya. But all we want to do is. Does he bring me flowers? Yes. Romance. Romance. And what is romance? She's so much. It's a masquerade. Oh my gosh. Where is it? Because, I mean, I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? The illusion of romance. Romantic love is an attraction that cuts off spirit and community leaving two people to invent a relationship by themselves. Yeah. It is the opposite of a relationship that lets spirit be the guide. <laughs> I'm so shook. Romance ignores all the stages of a spiritual coming together where we begin at the bottom of the mountain and gradually travel in unison to the top. It does not leave room for the true identity of the people involved to show through. It fosters anonymity and forces people to masquerade. You masquerade performance. Yes, it performance. So we still the Bhutan says that romanticism is the enemy of love. It really is. Yeah. Mm. It is. Because mm. then you, you all be authentic in this relationship. Mm. It's like there's a Bible that you're reading or a book somewhere that says, well, you, this is how you should behave in a relationship. You should buy flowers, you must give your money, and the wife as well, you must do one, two, three. But uh, there is no emphasis on, on spiritual connectedness and building <laughs> and building mm, that walk and understanding that this is, and this, this thing is is so sacred and and there's a there's a deliberate exclusion of other Others. people even if it's like yeah it's none of your business this is well, our thing well, yeah, but you see, um, where i was going with this thing is, is what you're sharing with me what with us about um your parents, what your parents did, mm. and I just forgot how she phrased it. Um, but what's missing, I think, I think ritual is missing. Yes, mm-hmm. ritual. ritual. You know? So what your parents mm. did was to create a ritual space to prepare you for a certain decision, so that when you take the decision to be with someone or to get married, it's not something that you do out of panic mm. and out of lack of understanding. So what your parents did was to create a ritual where we need to sit someone down. Mm. No pressure, no boyfriend in the picture. Mm. You haven't been abused yet. Uh, you haven't. You are not Gugugagao for someone. But we're saying we need to prepare mm. this person for something. There was no slaughtering of a goat. There was mm. no mamkulu in the picture, no ujwala. It was just a simple sitting down with you and saying, look here. And for me, that's what we don't have, Yeah. you know. Um, things are being done in a rush. You're going to meet a guy, date them for 16 months or whatever. And then once you're deep into this thing, and then you ask for a ritual to prepare you for a relationship, and you're deep into this thing. Already. Now we must do damage control. And you've had mm. sex and everything you, as a child. Already. Yeah. You see, your ancestors have come together. Mm. Um, I mean, I work with clients, and it's a couple, and they, you know, when they meet and they realize they're going to get married, and, and they say, okay, but no babies before marriage. like, yeah. Mm. And then they start getting comfortable with her and the baby's involved and then they say, okay, abortion. Mm. Then you have an abortion and then you still want to get married. Mm. You see, because there was no ritual. So mm. for me, um, 
when we talk about African spirituality and relationship and what's missing, is that, um, mm. for example, five years. It's interesting that your, your, your parents pick five years. Every seven years, umundia change. If you and mm. I are together, mm. every seven years, our relationship is going to go through yeah, an acid test. Okay? So on the seventh year, I'm going to change, you're going to change, the chemistry of relationship begins to change. Mm. We're going to fight, naturally. Mm. And this is when relationships become a decision to say, I love this person enough to go through this process with them. Yeah. So I need to, you need to be set down to say, look, after seven years, you're going to grow up. This mm. relationship is going to grow up. You need to prepare for that. Okay? When it hits you, it's not going to be a surprise. Mm. For example, I was born 14th of May, which is right in the middle of Taurus and, and Aries. Okay? Oh, yeah. Are you Taurus? <laughs> yes. So, when you speak about metaphysics, okay? So, I'm going to be fully Taurus from age 0 to probably 27. 28, going up, energies of Aries are going to start kicking in. Mm. Um, 47, 48, other energies are going to kick in. You understand? Mm. It's things that you need to teach people in a, in a ritual context. Mm. That, look, when you're getting into this thing, I'm, in, I'm a healer now. I've got about, in my entourage, I've got about what, five ancestors that are healers that are helping mm. me in my work, they all take turns. And mm. they take turns, some weekly, some mm. years. Sometimes. You know? I can't get. No, no, no. This guy is waiting for me to grow up. Oh, wow. You know, there are certain things I still need to master. I need to prove that I can listen. Mm. I need to prove certain things for this guy. Mm. He's my guide, but I still need to mm. earn his respect mm. or his presence in my life. You understand? Mm. What happens when this old man rocks up and I'm 47 and you are, what, whatever age, mm. and you're like, I want to go to Paris, and let's look, let's see. Lo nyaga zindao. Shusha lenzili, swaimiti zindao. You understand? You want to buy a flight ticket, we're going to go to holiday in Paris. You understand? We didn't prepare you for this thing. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to take your phone, mm. update your status, and on some relationships are a burden. And you roll your eyes. And your friends are going to buy into that thing. They're like, ah, leave that bastard to me. That person is just pull a look here. You worked hard for your life. You understand? Superficiality. Yes. So let's talk about sex, though. We've kind of been like coming back to it because mm. it is at the core of this and how. And I, I don't want to talk about it as we've messed it up because, yeah. again, you know, it's not that. Is that so? There's the narrative of sexual freedom, sex in the city. This is my body. Mm. This is what I want to do. Ho is life. Ho is life. <sighs> it's a whole thing, mm. right? We've got a brand around it. And to even have a counter-narrative against how is life, people say you're problematic because okay. your feminism is limiting. It's problematic after this. I know. It's what I eat with those morning comments, but so now what are the spiritual implications of this cultural climate? Now, so sure. Yeah, no, 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 it's I'm, fine. I'm yes, Taurus yes. and yeah. sex is like one of my favorite yes, subjects. Yeah. So, but I'm not going to be long because mm. I'd like something ancient wisdom as well. Look, every person that you sleep with, you've slept with before. Okay? In what your past mean? life. So, context is, we do reincarnation. Yeah. This is not the first time mm. we come. Okay? Mm. So, in the context of reincarnation, 
anyone that you sleep with, you've slept with them before. So, one. Two, you came into this particular incarnation or this episode of, of your life because your soul asked for it. Okay? There are things that you, your soul wants to learn. As, as a result, you're going to go yeah. through certain experiences. If you, spiritual growth or evolution is just one, choosing differently. You and I meet and we have this sexual attraction. Question is, are we going to do this again or not? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the first time we meet. We've never, we liked each other, training you know, or at work or whatever. And we agree that you and I, Sorry, Mama. You have a man or you married or whatever. Who is love? The question is, do we want to do this again? And that's why the soul brought us here to this moment. You understand? This is where the sexual the spirituality of sex comes in and the spirit the spirituality of sex and the sexuality of spirit. Mm. Okay? To say that when you are presented with a, an opportunity to have sex with someone that you are not married to, do you want to do this again? Because once you start doing it, I'm going to people will check each other most how is life now? Mm. Like, ah, oh, Jimmy, ah, oh, we had sex. Oh, you know what happens. Oh, good mm. morning. Mm. I don't want to do him. I'm going to look for someone else. This is like the, a million. You're doing this. You, it's not the mm. first time you're doing this. Do you want to do this again? Mm. So for me, it's not even about wrong or right or morality. No. But in the context of growing up, being a better person, evolution, do you want to do this again? It takes three months to build cords. You have someone with sex straight three months, you build a cord, you get connected through your third eye, mm. through your, third, your heart chakra, mm. and that sacral chakra. Okay? Mm. You, get, you guys mm. get connected. This is when you start dreaming about them. Mm. And then when they start cheating, you also get to dream about that stuff. Mm. But because you guys have, a, have that cord, right? Um, if he's not being honest with you about his polygamous nature, for example, if he's polygamous and he's got someone on the side and he's been shagging that person for six months or for years, he picks up her demons or her whatever. And then you start dreaming of an old man that is always asking for a blue datsen. And you come to me like, I'm like, what does it? <laughs> then I check the bones and I see nothing. You're picking up stuff that has nothing that to, to do, do with you. you. That's why I'm saying it is about appearing in the moment authentically. If you know that you're polygamous or polyamory, say it. Because mm. you're going to be downloading stuff that has nothing to do with your life and you don't even know that. It's worse now because you don't even believe in cleansing. Yeah, okay. even worse. Yeah. Anyway, let, let, me, let me stop you and. Yeah. When you are spiritually connected with your partner, that person, even if I never cheat, I never have heavy sex with the other person, the minute I someone, there's a possibility you will dream about that. Pick it up. Yeah. You wanna pick it up. 
And you're gonna think it's just a dream. But are these regular people? Regular people? Regular no, okay, because, because people ever. seem to think that no one has access to this unless you're like spiritually. No, never. actually, actually, when we're talking about African spirituality, we're not saying I'm a healers only mm. are the ones that who experience it. Everybody. Yeah. We like that as human beings. Okay. So it will depend on your awareness. Are you aware of your dreams? Are you paying attention? Are you dismissing what you what you are dreaming about? And sometimes you just imagine we get a sense of you Most of the time there's there's the intuition is right. The intuition is right. We are all intuitive. Mm. Tell us about cleansing. Yeah. Look, so it's it possible. Like so, now you, let's say you've gone through life and you've had different relationships, yeah. and, different, and you've been polyamorous, and you went through the whole life mm. phase, you did all of that. How do you then get to a point where you're like, okay, I now want to be conscious going forward and yeah. also let go, kind of undo, like disconnect with disconnect all the spirits because you need to because you carry the the spirits and the yeah. energies with you, yes, unconsciously yes. or subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is possible to, 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 to do a cleansing. However, Amma rituals that are performed, they are different, you know? Because as Africans, we are diverse. And, and, and Amma rituals now, they, they're also fluid. They change over time. And, and especially in Gauteng, we are people of different tribes and different cultures. However, there are certain things that are, that are, that are common. Guguma cleansing rituals, you know. For example, um, it is common to be taken to a river, magu perform that ritual, and herbs will be used, and sometimes a either a chicken or a goat or whatever will be slaughtered. So guguma nama variations here and there. But yes, it is possible to cleanse a person and remove those those energies. Mm. Like after a rape, for example, you don't want to be carrying this violent mm. energy with you, violent um, um, a sexual energy with you, because what it then does, it attracts another violent um, sexual energy. Mm. That is why you'll find a person who, who has raped, a number of repeated incidents, mm. especially if that person was not cleansed. Mm. Yep. Mm. E abstinence is, is an important part here, e cleansing. Mm. Yeah. That you have to mourn, like he says, Oguzo you need to abstain mm. from sex. You can't just jump from one person to the other. You need to have that period e abstinence where your your Spirit mm. is always going to be purified. Mm. So it's not like you're going to wash and you're so sharp, then tomorrow you can be with the other person. It doesn't happen like that. This is Umoya on African spirituality, and we continue our conversation with our guests. Can you talk a little bit more about sexual energy? What is it? Sexual energy... Do you want to go first, Mama? Yeah, it, it, it's a complex subject. And, and it sounds like when well, you're very thing with it. Like, for me, it's it, it difficult to know how do you separate from sexual energy and spirituality? Mm. Because they are, all come from, from, from the same source, from the same source, from the same spot. Like, Mako Vuga, it loses from 
from from the same spot. But the, the, have you felt that it's so yeah. orgasmic? Yeah, yeah, it is orgasmic. Yeah. So it is orgasmic. It is orgasmic. And and hence people would make those sounds. Yeah. It is orgasmic. It is. So how do you separate the two? For me, it's 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 one thing. It will you. It's up to you how you want to use this, this this energy, the sexual energy or sexual or sex or spiritual energy. It's up to you, and you will know Ugote is the same energy, because when you are being initiated, you are not supposed to have sex, and even if you're going to perform a ritual, you need to abstain from sex. And the reason that will be will be given Ugote, it will make you feel weak, you won't be able to see if like Uzoosebenza is a healer, you will, you know? So which means you're gonna lose something when you have sex, you're gonna lose your power. The same power that you're gonna use when you heal. Mm. So it's the same energy. It's a life energy. force. Yeah. It's a life force. Mm. So? So when, we, when, when we're having sex, we play with a life, mm. Force and hence you say it's more than it's 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 more than a masperm. It's more it's more than that. That is the life force. And interestingly, igamale less perm means cause in into illus. The same. The same. The same word that is used in in is 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 zulu to refer to your ancestor, your higher self. Our language is so deep. Yeah, it points so you in it a direction. The fact that the same word is is used to refer to the life force in different form, mm -hmm. in, in different languages, in, in different forms. Two Nguni languages use the same word to mm -hmm. refer to a life form. Mm. Mm. Okay, in in, in the life energy in, in in yeah life energy in in a different form. As a, as, as a spell? Yes. We know nothing. We know nothing. So you are a daughter to your parents. And to your siblings' children, you are aunt, for example. And to your boyfriend, you'll be girlfriend. And work, you'll be colleague. But you're still the same person with different names. Mm. Okay? Depending on the role that you're playing. So sexual energy, when it's in your body, in your spine, it's umbilin. Some cultures call it ra. Ancient African traditions also call it the Holy Spirit. So for us, Holy Spirit is not something that falls from the sky per se, but mm. it's also within us. Nobody. Okay? Mm. And then when you start using it to do work, when you get mm. physical, you use energy, um, it's called a mandla. Mm. But it's just taking a different, and it's called a mandla. Mm. And then you have sex, and then it's a moya or whatever, but it is the same thing. Mm. We wouldn't be here if it were not for mm. for sexual energy. Mm. Um, it so creates. It, it's creative. So you mm. had to call people around to call us here to say. Mm. So for us to be here, mm. it is an act of sex. It mm. is a sexual moment. Mm. Okay, Because we used what? Energy. Amanda. Mm. If we take it deeper, then we say umbilini. In fact, there's no umbilini before the game. Yeah. 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 So, so I want to I want us to realize how how here sex is. It's, 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 it's everywhere. everywhere, all the time. <laughs> Understand? 
So, so to answer your question, that's what sexual energy is. It, mm -hmm. it is a creating or a creative yeah. force. So, so the movement here, by Who is life? Who is life? Yeah. So, so they are. So they are using. They are using the sexual energy in a wrong way, and it comes from a. A, a painful place. It, it comes from being wounded and not knowing how to heal yourself. Because then if you are not healed, you become destructive. Yeah. It's either you destroy other people mm -hmm. or you self-destruct. Mm -hmm. You know? So they are not empowered. They are destroying themselves. They are hurting themselves after they have been hurt. So how do we heal? Because we need to heal. And how, so that we can mm. see sex positively mm. as this mm. powerful, beautiful, expressive. It's it's conversations. It it's conversations like yeah. these where we educate each other mm. about 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 e, e, what sexuality is, you know, and what is the reason for being in relationships. You know, we have lost the family structure where people would sit around the fire. You know, and talk or during dinner. We don't do that anymore. So yes, we use it. Twitter should be used differently. It should be used for that purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there should be another movement that is educating people about mm -hmm. this. Yeah, healing. But I think that's the that, that's the biggest challenge of mm -hmm. African spirituality, particularly to Sangoma. I normally say to Sangomas, you are not Sangoma Yendumba. You're, you're stuck in Yendumba. When you're out of Yendumba, then you probably want to be there for sure. Of yeah. yeah. So that people can can see you go to and you go around and mm. you burping and that's it. You, we we can't have that situation mm. because um, spirituality that does not work mm. is very brutal in its approach mm -hmm. in yes. spreading ignorance. And you just want to come here and smoke your snuff and burp, you know, mm. it's, it's sad. and drink and drink as well. Mm. This alcohol abuse mm. that happens. <laughs> so we need as healers, we need to be able to position ourselves as, you know, institutions of learning, mm. you know, um, I'm not saying because our people like free knowledge, you know, people don't want to pay for knowledge, mm. I mean, if you ask someone how much they had to pay to get initiated, it's a lot of money. So valuing ourselves as healers mm. means we are saying to people, value yourself and mm. value the mm. institution enough to invest money in it so mm. that, because there's no knowledge without, without money, mm. unfortunately, you know. So it's about us, self-respect. Yeah. That's where it, it, it starts, and us creating educational spaces. Yes. I, I, I think, I think um, this is, this is, these are interesting times to live in, because a lot of people want to invest themselves in, mm. in themselves, and mm. people are going for yoga classes. People are not, they do pay for these things, but, but Izangoma, Izo, that need, we need to organize it ourselves like and open those institutes institutes of learning and stuff and and be vocal about it because if if you go on the internet and i tried to do that today you go on the internet there's very little inf information on, on, on african spirituality sure. and whatever you find there it's not written by africans mm -hmm. and when you read it it's like ah man who told you this they lied to you <laughs> you know I, I was so, i was looking to be initiated into the tradition of tantra mm -hmm. And I went on the internet looking for a tantra school. And it's all Western 
Yeah. Yes. Trying to teach us. I'm like, hi, man. I'm a hey. foreign Indian. Yeah, a Chinese person to teach us. <laughs> Shakti Malan. Yeah. Across Shakti Malan. Hey, you mm. know, and it's all people who are not yes. coming from the lineage who mm. just run with the stuff mm. and they, they and they commodify it. Yeah. No, if even Nobungoma, you find people who like, oh, okay, so we're making money here. Mm. <laughs> Although I do believe that once a tradition that comes from a particular part of the world transcends that part of the world, it then becomes something that Something the rest else. of humanity can learn from, can practice. Yeah. I think that's when it's no, really successful, when, mm. it, when it transcends where it comes from and then becomes, you know, actually I'm, I, I, wouldn't, I was also looking for, you know, mm. Tantra in South Africa and I found this woman and her book, um, Shakti Malan. Mm. And it was the, the cl- closest thing to India that I could find. Mm. And, you know, if I'd carried it on in that path, I might have gone all the way. So you know, okay, okay, what you, sure. you want to do a tantra, mm. tantra, and we have something similar in Africa. Speak. No, tantra is ours. Tell us, tell us. No, no, tantra yeah, is ours. Okay, it's, guys, it's, tell it's us. Ours. And when is tantra. is tantra. You know, and, and so you don't have, maybe your, 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 your subconscious is telling you, what well, this is what you need to do. I mean, maybe that's why I didn't finish it, because <laughs> I was like, I'm a bit distant. Okay, can you, is yes. there such a thing, what is it, what is it called? There's, there's similar practices, you know. Um, I'm, I'm looking at you and say, is this a space safe enough? Is it okay to talk about this? <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, challenge. <laughs> but, but it is good to know, Uguti, uh, Ma ma utwasa umdao or magu voga umdao. It it's not something that happens only to Africans. In other cultures it is called something else. But the experience is the same. So Tina, for example, the fact that both of you do not know about this says we are not teaching people about our own spirituality. We aren't, though. No. That's why you have to look on the internet and yes. question. No, Maybe no, we are not. Maybe go see a few bats and mamas who don't know what they're talking about or who mislead you and frighten you. Yeah. And then, you know, so, so we are living in very interesting mm. times where this knowledge has to be preserved. Yeah. But, and obviously it has to come through the right vessels. Where, not right vessels, but through people who look at it with through responsibility and care. Mm. And mm. so that because, because we say, mm. it's needed. honestly. But I'll tell you this one thing. Water spirit. So we are a composition of fire. That's right. Water, fire, earth, and air. So your water spirit is in your womb and is in your vagina. Your water god. Because... As you are, you're a multi-dimensional being. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of you that is in the water. So this water being is called Ndao. Mm-hmm. That's one history. There's another one that is taught in the tradition of Ubungo. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Umdao loves money. So when you go doing Ho's love, you must understand that you're also donating your wealth and money energy your mandao will support you with money if you have correct sex with correct people well said because i was thinking how do i put this <laughs> well, it's really important to make the connection yeah. because yeah. they are linked there is a relationship between yeah. sex power mm. and money and 
better we understand this thing run, rather than with mm. ignorance. So it takes us back to the importance of a family. So if you know who you are, who your ancestors are, who your lineage is, and, 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 and go back and learn about your family and do your thing. Mm. And if you don't know them, there are ways to yes. find out, to learn, to study, mm. to put in the effort, to do the yeah. homework. There are, luckily, there are technologies, African technologies that have survived mm. all mm. of the onslaught of abuses yes. that we've been through that exist today where you are able to tap into mm. that true self. I keep imagining, just talking about this idea of healing and how we are going to take ourselves really into the next level of who mm. we are as individuals. I keep imagining reconciliation rituals. Mm. Mm. Things that we do, can do, to kind of acknowledge the fact that something was done to you, mm. something was separated from you. Mm -hmm. When you were born, you died. Mm -hmm. And when you lived, you didn't really live to your optimum level mm. in this, you know, a growing up. Mm -hmm. And so when you are ready to go to surrender to the higher self, to Ito's lack or to the, the real information, the universal laws instead mm -hmm. of the man-made laws, that they should, I wish we could invent or create things as people who are having this conversation mm -hmm. right now, who are being shown these things, kind of a reconciliation ritual, a door that somebody has to go through. Mm -hmm. So to welcome them into this world, because for a lot of people, it's frightening. Mm -hmm. They've been told all kinds of things about it. They've, they've tried to go to, you know, to connect and see Sangomas and mm -hmm. they've had very frightening experiences. Mm -hmm. And so I wish we could get to a point where we could say, okay, here is a, a ritual to reconcile you with your true self. Mm -hmm. And then you walk, you can go yeah. on this new journey, down to even a new name, mm -hmm. a name that you're going to carry and say, okay, now I'm consciously walking and saying Dingu yes. And and now I am kind of whole again. Wholeness. Mm. Because we didn't do that in our country. After everything we've been through, yeah. there was very little done to facilitate healing between each other and ourselves. Mm. And so I'm like, how do we expect to heal each other? I mean, to, to, to heal Other between people. the races and the genders and all these dynamics. Because mm. right now we're entering into a stage of like gender apartheid, which has been mm. there, but now it's like heightening. Yeah. Mm. And so how do we reconcile that? How, would you, how do we enter that? And I feel like as people who are educated, who are exposed, who are, we, we need to come together and think. And spiritual. Yeah. And spiritual. What, how, what ritual that can, can we create for ourselves get hijacked. to then kind of re-enter? Mm. Mm. and stop being in the back seat of your life and get into mm. the driver's seat with other people who are also mm. on their driver's seat so that the consciousness, consciousness can, can rise and, and can. love can spread yeah. and you know all this stuff so, so are you in it were you initiated to trust it you see what I'm talking mm. about because the assumption is that you need to be trusted in order no. to have to this enlightenment mm. yeah. no you, see, you, 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 you don't you don't it is this thing that you connected with your heart. Mm -hmm. with, purpose. Yeah, mm. with Wati folks' compassion. It's how mm. you, this, this idea comes. Yeah, but, but also... That's spirituality. Now, mm. when you were telling your story, Wati, you, you were drawn to the path, mm. you know? So, Azan will be aware of these things after you were initiated. Mm. 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 True. You know? True. So, I think a lot of people are doing the same thing. Mm. We, we suppress 
this this intuition yeah. you know and and we we keep looking for ourselves outside mm. instead of going within because this is where you are everything that you want is here any closing comments Ms. Masola? Clutic. <laughs> yeah. Moya on African Spirituality is created by Atambila Masola and Melissa Tando Bongela. Together with our producer, Kakhisom Nisi, Ngabagazimanzi, the executive producer, and our editor, Spamandla Yende. Umoya on African Spirituality is a Kaya FM podcast. Look out for new episodes every second Thursday on kayafm.co.za. Follow Kaya FM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates.